Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. Welcome, everyone. Back to the podcast. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Apologies for the long stretch since I've put one out. It has been an absolutely crazy, full, awesome summer. Obviously capping it off with going to Olympic trials in Omaha with my family and being able to just see a lot of good people and friends in the swimming community there. It was really awesome to connect after being on Zoom and on screens for so long now. And we've been ramping up for the next open enrollment to become Surge Strength Dryland certified, doing a lot of work on that. And then I just realized, oh yeah, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. But at the same time, I really try not to just put out podcasts to just put them out, but actually have something to say that's going to make your time listening to it worthwhile. And we're going to do a little experiment today because I'm actually going to talk not about swimming, but about another sport completely and how it then ties back into my approach and thought process when it comes to dry land training for swimming. And so that sport is actually uh, football, American football, to be specific. I know we have a lot of people listening across the pond. So just make sure we know what sport we're talking about. And our home team is the Carolina Panthers. And their training camp was uh, a little bit down the road in South Carolina. And we made the trek there a few times to watch both them practice just as a team and then a joint practice when they had the Baltimore Ravens in town visiting as well. Now, if you don't know anything about football, just a real quick uh, parameters of training camp. So typically in the season, the rosters are at 53 men, but in training camp, they start at 90 and then start whittling it down. So you can obviously have a lot more people on the field trying out. So at the joint practice, there are 180 or so athletes that all of them are clearly if not world-class, they are very elite athletes. That's no doubt about it. If you are on an NFL roster for any length of time, whether it be training camp or actually in the season, it's clear that you are an elite athlete at a minimum. And just having that as a backdrop, watching the athleticism on display for the two and a half hour practice, it was just, it really was awe-inspiring to watch um, whether or not you are a fan of football, I think if you just appreciate athleticism and, and watching athletes move and be agile, quick, it was it was really cool. And I took a couple things away from that experience, three points in particular. The first one, and again, I, I enjoy watching football, but I'm not, I've never coached it. I'm not in that world. And so I'm sure it's the same thing if they were to look at swimming a little bit where you may pick up on stuff, some stuff and if you're in it so deep, you just don't even realize it. But then I also saw similarities too with how we can do dryland training for swimmers in these points. So the first point that I noticed is just the ramp up in intensity. And especially this was clearly seen when it was just the Panthers out there on the field. So it's only about, you know, 80 to 90 guys that you have to watch. And they're spread out over a couple fields, offense, defense, and, and different positions. But from the start, it was very clear that it was drills or movements or exercises that were extremely easy and low intensity. 
And it was just interesting to watch that again, knowing these are such elite athletes, but some of the just basic things. And I liked that I saw, uh, especially Christian McCaffrey doing hip circuits, the exact exercise we have on our YouTube channel. <laughs> if you go to YouTube slash surge strength and he was doing hip circuits before he's getting up and running his routes and, and working on the various drills that they did. But even though I wasn't familiar with all the drills, there was a clear crescendo as they went through the practice and a ramp up. And then once they hit that peak intensity, they held it there, but not that long. And especially with the sport like football, it is so much more of a burst, whereas swimming, it's it's all or nothing, right? You're in even with the mile, you're still going and you're either going or not. Different teams where it's obviously much more stop and, and go. But it was still interesting to watch the ramp up and crescendo and then see the full athleticism on display when they were going all out. But then remembering how they started. They started with very much basic things like hip circuits. They were doing Spider-Man stretches. They were doing uh, other various exercises that we have plenty of videos on on our YouTube. And so that was just cool to see. And it made me feel like we are going in the right direction too. If you can see similarities cross sports when we're talking about just more general athleticism and developing that. So that made me feel good to, to see that, especially at a professional level like an NFL team. The next point was don't overdo it. And in NFL football, it's it's a game of attrition, literally. It's basically your chances are pretty good if you're the healthiest team at the end and you have at least average or above average talent, you have a real good shot of being in the playoffs or winning it all. And so it really is about injury prevention and making sure that the, the athletes are coming in at the start of training camp number one with their bodies already in quote unquote good shape. Now, you know, if you talk to football players, probably similarly to swimmers too, they'll say there's a difference between in shape and football shape. And I liken that to swimming when you hear about athletes losing their feel of the water. So they may still be strong. They may still be somewhat in shape, but that just feeling is not there. And I liken that when I hear football players talk about being in football shape with that as well. But they're so cautious about even if there's a little bit of an injury or past injury, you can tell that that those athletes are very clearly doing a different type of intensity or even drills for a lot of the practice. And even when they are doing drills, it's not overdoing it. If anything, what I came away with is realizing how few opportunities you actually have to show what you do. And to think about that through a training perspective of it really is about the quality of the reps you're doing. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, so now you only need to do two reps instead of 10 reps. It's not like that, but just in general, thinking about any exercise you're doing, any dry land workout you're doing, maybe even the weekly plan that you have for your dry land, don't overdo it and make sure that you are being as effective as possible. Because again, we are training athletes to go faster in the water. Our goal is not to make Olympic weightlifters. And so dryland always needs to take a backseat to swimming. Well, not always, but I would say in the majority of the time, it's probably going to take a backseat to swimming because if you trash them on land and they can't perform in the water, what are we doing? And so even more reason as you're thinking through whatever your dryland training looks like right now, or whether you're planning for the upcoming season, be thinking about how effective can you be 
And if anything, do a little less and you can always add more. Whereas if you go overboard from the start, it, 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 on a couple different levels, it doesn't work then tapering it back, whether it's from a cultural standpoint that you're trying to establish with your team, or maybe from an injury potential standpoint, it's always better to add than subtract when it comes to whether it's intensity, volume, complexity of exercise. And the last point, I almost was uh, skipping ahead earlier, is mastering the basics. And I go back to Christian McCaffrey there, doing hip circuits, hip circuits that I've done with almost every swimmer I have worked with in terms of just warming up the hip joint, getting those muscles around the hip socket stronger. And especially you talk about like for breaststrokers in particular, that's that can be so beneficial, but honestly for any stroke because you need power to come from their hips on some level for your kick. And so being able to see an athlete like Christian McCaffrey, who I would classify as world-class, and especially if you look at his uh, family origins in terms of, I think his mom was actually probably the best athlete in the family right now. And dad was super successful, long NFL career, but he is just oozing athleticism. But yet to see him doing such a basic exercise like hip circuits, and not only just going, he wasn't just going through the motions, he was doing it extremely well. I'm not sure if I could have coached him any better if I was standing next to him. And obviously that's a credit to him and the effort he's put into it and the coaches that have helped him along the way. But it just strikes me when I see those elite athletes doing the exact stuff I'm talking to swim coaches and swimmers around the world about, here's how we're going to develop athleticism. Here's the best approach to build strength. Because when you focus on those two things, it's going to come back to you in faster swimming in the water, being able to train longer, harder, at a more consistent effort. So I hope that helped you or and maybe just reminded you of some things as you're thinking through, especially this time of year, you're either just starting the season or maybe the season's starting in a few weeks. And I'm sure among all the things you're trying to organize together, dry land programming is probably one of them. So think through those points, the ramping up intensity, don't overdo it, and don't be afraid to master the basics. Just stay simple with some of this stuff. Don't be confused that because a, you're an elite athlete, you need to do a completely different program. No, it's not the case. If anything, the elite athletes do the basic program better than anyone else, and that allows them to continue to improve. So let us know what you thought about this. Hit us up, uh, DM on Instagram at surge.strength, not, not spelling out the dot, just surge.strength. It should pop up. And if you're not following us already, you should. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Like I said, we do have a free webinar, September 2nd. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to write periodized dryland workouts, both quickly and effectively. That's a free webinar, September 2nd. Just go to surgestrength.com slash webinar. I already mentioned our open enrollment starting September 7th. Remember, there's only a few times a year we open the doors in the academy for you to become Surge Strength Dryland certified. So if you haven't already, you can go to our website, learn more about becoming SSDC and if you go to the page specifically, surgestrength.com slash certification, if you scroll all the way down right now, it'll see, you'll see the enroll now button. If you click it, you won't be able to enroll, but what you will be able to do is put in your email so you will be one of the first people to know when we do open those doors. So feel free to do that. And again, let us know what you thought about this podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, DM, and then any requests who you have for the podcast going forward. I'm not sure how consistent it's going to be over the next few weeks, especially as we are preparing for open enrollment. And on the same token, we're onboarding a lot of teams and individuals right now for 
our dryland training program. So if that's something you're interested in too, make sure you head over to our website, fill out a quick form. You'll be able to schedule a free call with me and we'll talk through the options that we have. It's going to be back recording a podcast. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you guys next time. Open enrollment to become Surge Strength Dryland Certified is coming soon. Learn more about becoming SSDC at surgestrength.com slash certification. Open enrollment will be for a limited time only. So join the SSDC waitlist and don't miss this chance to gain more knowledge about Dryland. When you become SSDC, you'll be able to save yourself time and frustration while getting better results with your Dryland training. Get ready for open enrollment to become SSDC today.